This is the Gospel for Life, where we have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. Around the table today is Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Jonathan Van Hoogen from Dayspring United Reformed Church, Vinnie Hanke from Valley Life Community Church, and Ryan Hemphill from Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian Church. To catch earlier broadcasts, just search The Gospel for Life wherever you subscribe. To find out more about this ministry and about our annual conference, go to ReformationBoise.com. Welcome back to The Gospel for Life. Just wanted to remind you that, once again, if you have not registered for the upcoming conference, it is September 22nd and 23rd, Dr. Jonathan Gibson and Dr. Miles Van Pelt speaking on the theme of God to us, the idea of covenant. And if you go to ReformationBoise.com, you can register, find out more information, find out the time schedule, and feel free to refer a friend. There's plenty of space. It's a new location this year at the Ambrose School, so... Looking forward to once again spending time with you. This will be my public penance. I don't know why the guys do this, but they they do give me the opportunity to be in charge of most of the book buying. And um, we love you, buddy. Thing, things got out of control. Um, so there are so many books, and we were able to enter into relationships with other publishers. So we actually have books from other publishers at a, a huge discount. So almost everything there will be at 50% off manufacturer retail price. I don't think you're going to find better deals. You can't find better deals. Um, mm-hmm. And some of them are more than 50% off. So we try to pass on the savings that we get, and sometimes I just get out uh, out of control a little bit when I see such great bargains and deals that I, I buy more than what I maybe should. So that is to your benefit um, and to my shame. So that is my public penance for the week. But please come and join us. We have been talking about gospel fluency. What is the gospel, and and then how do we convey the truth of the gospel to ourselves and to others? And this is primarily within the the church context. Um, it has inf- our impact outside of the church, but it's primarily in the in the church. And so, where I want to start today is what are the results of developing gospel fluency? Yeah. So we talk about the the appropriate response to the gospel is faith and repentance, belief in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and repentance, turning from sin and, and turning to Christ. And so, um, as you develop this ability to speak the truth and love toward yourself, it's it results in this ongoing conviction of faith in Christ and repentance or rejection of sin in your life. Wait, I, I thought the gospel was a once-off, that we repent and believe, and then we're done with that that step, and then we move on from it. Alas, it is not. It is a daily thing. In fact, it's the title of our show, that you actually never graduate from the gospel. It's for all of life. Every single day, we come back to ongoing faith and repentance. Have you a good all, plug. Have, have do what you, I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. This is good. Have you all always thought in those terms, or have you grown in your gospel um, fluency? Oh man, I no, I would say I've not always thought in those terms. Um, it was a light bulb that went off for me probably in 2008. I, we our church had gone through a term of vacancy and we hired a new pastor and this was his um, this was his message that the gospel wasn't just this thing that saved you back at Christian camp 
in my experience when I was 12, but it's the thing that, that saves you every day. It's uh, Paul's message from 1 Corinthians uh, 15 where he uses present tense when he says that it is this gospel message that you are being saved continually coming back to this. And so it was, it was a watershed moment for me in my, in my faith. Yeah, I think uh, even you know growing up in the Reformed Church, I mean, I think all Christians struggle with this, but I think there can be kind of a, we, we tend to fall into a checks, like box checking mentality of okay i i do this 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 and this and then everything will be good i'll be good and i think one of the things that god teaches us as we consider the broad overview of the bible is that we can't check boxes and be right and um so as i grew and mature it really became you know home to me of christ's declaration and call to come to him for his yoke is easy and his burden is light is a true statement that he is making. And I think, you know, if we try to make Christianity about checking boxes to win God's approval, the burden becomes impossible to bear. Mm -hmm. But Christ's yoke is light. It is easy. It's not that we then get to do whatever we want, because if we are truly followers of Christ, we will grow in holiness and we will grow in our we call our sanctification being more like Jesus and obedience, but it's out of love. It's out of thankfulness. It's in response to what he's given us in Christ. And I think Paul summarizes it well in Colossians chapter two, verse six and seven, as you therefore have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, well, how have we received Christ Jesus? It's by God's grace through faith. So walk in him. It's not by our strength, it's not by what we do, it's God's grace through faith in Christ that we live in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. And it's and it's wonderful to know that in all that, he is continuing to work because you know, we have to rest on those passages of scripture. You know, he that began a good work in you is gonna bring it to completion. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, you know, He's going to bring this salvation to bear in your life, throughout your life, and bring it to completion. Mm-hmm. I think one other bit that really drove it home for me is that our salvation is not based on our faithfulness. It's based on God's faithfulness yeah. and faithfulness to his promises. So if you're struggling with your faith and what you believe in and uh, whether or not you're right with God, don't look back in your life and see, okay, I've done this, this, and this. I'm okay. You go back to Scripture and you look at, okay, what has God said? What are his promises? And you rest in those. This actually was a truth that I came to see primarily through the work of the writings of Jerry Bridges, Mm -hmm. um, the uh, idea of applying the gospel. And I think our human tendency is that we, we, we fall into a works righteousness mentality, that we earn acceptance, that we earn favor and so I think our default tends towards non-gospel behavior. And so I think, at least in part, that's why it's so important that we continually come back to this gospel fluency, not only for ourselves but for others, that we need to remind ourselves about the person and work of Christ, and that is our surety, that is our hope, that is what not only brought about our initial salvation, but it's what enables us to continue in that salvation and one day experience the fullness of it. 
Sinclair Ferguson always writes or talks about the, the three tenses of salvation. We have been saved, we're being saved, and we will be saved. Mm. And that's the gospel. You know, what brought about that initial salvation? What do I need daily? And, and, and why does that secure what, what's to come? So what have been some tools, resources, disciplines that have helped you to develop this gospel fluency, to help you really benefit from the the gospel or bringing the gospel to bear in everyday life? Real, real quick, can I go back to just something you, yeah, just, yeah. you just said of those three tenses, have been, are being, will be. And I just wanted to go back to that because it's so important because I think you know there's a vein of thought where there's language used of a final justification, um, where we are saved, and uh, that's by God's grace through faith. But then that final justification, the language is used of our equating our faithfulness with faith. And so at the day of judgment, there will be a kind of certainty that we can have based on how we performed. And... The scriptures completely destroy that if we actually read them. That's anathema to the gospel. It is. That is disgusting, and it's from the pit of hell itself, because we are saved by faith, we are being saved by faith, and we will be saved by faith, all by God's grace, and nothing that we contribute to it. And those three tenses are not a Sinclair Ferguson phraseology. That is the language of scripture, Scripture. Mm -hmm. and he is just talking about the three tenses of salvation that scripture outlines that's mm-hmm. not a man-made construct that is the language of scripture itself that scripture uses three different tenses of salvation of mm-hmm. the gospel so back to the the question what tools resources disciplines have helped you become more gospel fluent with yourselves and then hopefully for others i think that you know just uh, being told to preach the gospel to yourself is really, you know, I mean, you don't have to read anything more. You already know the gospel that saved you. Uh, continue to proclaim that to yourself. I mean, you, you see that through uh, scripture at different places, you know, where, you know, particularly the psalmist, you know, he's looking at the circumstances of his life and he wants to know why he's in turmoil. And he begins to talk to himself rather than listen to his heart. He's talking to his heart, and he says, "Why are you cast down? Why you're in? Why are you in turmoil? Um, hope in God, for I shall again praise Him. My salvation and my God." And he, you know, throughout the Psalms, you see him coming around saying things like that, or like in Psalm seventy-three. Nevertheless. I am continually with you. You hold my right hand. It is a constant proclamation of of the good news to yourself that you know that that God has done that work and will complete it. Mm-hmm. I think the idea. I just had the opportunity to speak to some young people about who, what their identity is, and I, I think it's just important to engage in this in self talk and to to say my identity is not. In what I do, my identity is is in what Jesus Christ is and has done on my behalf, and that every day it's a reminder. Because our tendency is to say that I'm going to be defined by either the worst thing that I've ever done, or I'm defined by the best thing that I've mm-hmm. ever done. And the reality is, neither one of those defines you. You're defined by what Jesus Christ is and has done on behalf of His people. Mm-hmm. 
And like Jonathan says, it's not, not mm-hmm. necessarily about reading a book. There are wonderful books about this, mm-hmm. and we'll get to those, I'm sure. But it, it's we really just do. going. <laughs> it, but it's really about going back to yeah. the to the Word of God mm-hmm. and reading the Scriptures in a way and saying, because of who Jesus Christ is and what He has done, what does that mean for me? Mm-hmm. What does that mean is true of me? Think about the idea of fluency in language, right? If you remember back in your language classes in high school or college, they drilled you on vocabulary. There was some repetition and roteness and, uh, to it, but that's important because you're, you're learning a new skill. And I think the same is, is in this practice of developing gospel fluency, is you, you really get familiar with what the gospel is. It, you, you continually preach it to yourself, as Jonathan said. You become familiar with the vocabulary of sin and faith and grace and mercy and sanctification and justification. And you, you just get this into your mind and into your heart so that it begins to reflect in your outward life. Mm. Just a book that I read quite a few years ago now that I found to be extremely accessible and extremely helpful was Note to Self by Joe Thorne. It's a great one, yep. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's 50 little short devotionals, um, Mm -hmm. little short chapters about applying the gospel in all of these different areas of life. So he's trying to to help you see how to do it. I don't know if – I think there are books by Jerry Bridges that are helpful, Gospel Transformation, the Gospel for for, – the Gospel for Real Life – the Gospel Centered Life by Michael Horton is really yep, good. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's others that you can think of, but there are resources out there that hopefully will help direct you. Um, but we'll get into this a little bit more tomorrow, but hopefully your church helps you. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's one of the primary means um, to help with gospel fluency. But you'll have to wait till tomorrow to have us develop that. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you then.